Greetings in the name of peace. I will be doing the February 27th exhortation entitled Clean Aztecs, Dirty Spaniards. This is nothing I made up. You can see the article online. Just type in Clean Aztecs, Dirty Spaniards. The article is written by Catherine Ashenberg. I'm going to get started. Many things about Aztec civilization amazed the Spanish conquistadors, including their intensive, highly productive agriculture systems known as the chinapas or floating gardens and the size and sophistication of their great city Tenochtitlan at a time in Europe when street cleaning was most non-existent that means the Europeans did not clean up their streets and the people emptied their overflowing chamber pots into the streets as a matter of course. This was their custom. The Aztecs employed a thousand public service cleaners to sweep and water their streets daily, built public toilets in every neighborhood, and transported human waste in canoes for use as fertilizer. Now, if you believe in the Apocrypha account on how the Northern Kingdom Ten tribes, they journeyed into a place where they would keep the commandments. And long story short, they took the narrow passageway by the Euphrates River and they came over to Aserith, better known as the Americas. Okay, and this is how Christopher Columbus knew that there was land on this side of the world. And so Bottom line, most people believe this account in how these were the real Jews who came over into the Americas. Now, what I want to get at is how the Jews, the real Jews, in the way they live life, in their cleanliness, was in total direct opposition to the way that the Spaniards, which is the Christians, in their cleanliness. With that being said, I will be talking about how Christianity is really a dirty religion. And I'm going to give you the background on it. And I'm going to give you the background on how the Jews, as well as the Moors, and as well as the Arabs, you could say the Muslims, were much more cleaner. And I'm going to show you how even in your own Bible, God was about cleanliness. You couldn't even come into his presence unless you were clean. And I'm going to get that for you. This story is going to be seen in the book of Exodus. Let's go to Exodus chapter 19. And I'm going to start for you at verse 9. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them. That means separate, set them apart. Okay? Sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their Clothes. So in order for God to visit his people 
He had to first sanctify them. And he had to first make sure that they washed their clothes. God was about cleanliness. And now you're going to understand all the ritual washings. It's all coming from the ancient religion. And we believe that ancient religion to be Islam. We believe that Abraham and the prophets were all Muslims. Getting back to where I was at, Exodus 19, 11, and be ready against the third day. For the third day, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. Thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves that ye go not up into the mount or touch the border of it. Whosoever toucheth the mount shall be surely put to death. There shall not at hand touch it. But he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet soundeth long, they shall come unto the mount. So we know for a fact, according to the biblical account, the first visitation of God Almighty in his people before he's given them the law is that they had to be sanctified and that they had to wash their clothes. Or you was going to be stoned shot through. It didn't matter if you was an animal or a person. God's presence demanded holiness. It demanded you to be clean. And I want to keep going and talk about how even the elders also had to adhere to this same commandment. Verse 15, and he said unto the people, be ready against the third day. Come not at your wives. So this is going into being with your wife intimately. When you are with your wife intimately, then you are ceremonially unclean. Now, this is the same thing in Islam. You are unclean and you cannot pray unless you are purified, okay? See how the real ancient religion, even of Judaism, if you want to call it that, okay, of the Torah, the religion of the Jews, and the religion of Islam. Today, they both agree on cleanliness. Now you're going to see that the Christians, they were dirty. They were dirty by nature. And I'm going to get that, and you're going to get that as we go more into this article. Now let's go to verse 20. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount. And Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also, see there it is, the elders, and let the priests also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. Now, remember Jesus, he washed his disciples' feet. Now, that is something that is lost in Christianity and in Israelite camps. You don't hear about nobody washing feet. I mean, it's not commonly, okay? Some Israelites may do it. Some Christian churches may do it. But for the most part, on a large scale, you do not hear about foot washings. Now, remember, the first thing God told Moses was to remove his shoes, Take thy sandals from off thy feet, for the place where thou stand is holy ground. 
It is holy ground. You couldn't just approach the Most High any kind of way. So these are just more connections with God and His holiness. And His holiness demanded us to be clean. Now, getting back to my article. Because this article is very, very interesting. Now, I got a few spots in the article highlighted that I want to go over. I won't go over completely all of it. Although, I might. Because it is highly enlightening. So, now, while London was still drawing its drinking water from the polluted river Thames. Okay, that's a popular famous river that is in the UK that goes through southern England and of course London as late as 1854 the Aztecs supplied their capital city with fresh water from the nearby hill of Chapultepec by means of two aqueducts first built by Netzawal Coyoto between 1466 and 1478 the second, some 20 years later, by the ruler, Al-Witzel. The symbolic importance of water to the Aztecs is clear from their metaphorical word for the city, Al-Tipotl, which means literally water mountain in Nahuatl. So the Aztecs had the fresh water supply, and the Spaniards was drinking from the polluted river Thames. Now, I'm going to keep going. This is real interesting. The aqueducts were described by Hernan Cortes in 1520. Along one of the causeways to this great city ruined two aqueducts made of mortar. Each one is two paces wide and some six feet deep. And along one of them, a stream of very good fresh water. As a wide, as wide as a man's body, flowed into the heart of the city, and from this they all drank. The other, which is empty, is used when they wish to clean the first channel. Very smart. So they had a main water supply, but when it was time to be switched, that means they was going to clean that first channel and then continuously swap back and forth. Man, that is a wise, clever plan. Where the aqueducts cross the bridges, the water passages along some channels which are as wide as an ox, and so they serve the whole city. But probably nothing seemed more bizarre to the Spaniards than the Aztecs' attitude to personal hygiene. In a word, they value cleanliness. The conquistador Andres de Tapia reported in a tone of wonder that Montezuma bathed twice a day. He did, but there was nothing extraordinary about that for an Aztec, since everybody, according to the Jesuit historian Francisco Javier Clavero, bathed often, and many of them every day in the rivers, lakes, or pools. Now, my pronunciations may be different than some pronunciations, but they are accurate. So we see that Montezuma, he bathed twice a day, and that was nothing strange. As I'm telling you, the Aztecs, okay, which is 
the original tribes, okay, that was lost, okay, they come from a clean background. The background of a real Jew was very clean. Nothing like the Kahazars, okay, the so-called Jews, nothing like them, okay. They didn't wear their clothes to a trade. No, these men came from a clean background, which was Israel, the Moors, the Arabs. We're going to single out only as the Spaniards, the Europeans, and I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm just being truthful. I'm being truthful and I'm being honest. As the ones who thought dirt was piety, being dirty was a means of holiness. So now I'm going to keep going. Wow, that is, that is very, very deep. They lacked true soap, but made up for it with the fruit of the copal zocotl, called the soap tree, and the sticky root of the zyahomli, or soap plant. They both gave a lather rich enough to wash body and clothes. The Encyclopedic Florentine Codex, written with the Aztecs informants shortly after the conquest, includes a small illustration and description of the Amali soap plant. And there's a picture, so you need to look up this article. It is long and narrow like reeds. It has shoots. It is man. <laughs> rich enough to lather you up and get you right. Its flower is white. It is a cleanser. The large thick roots remove one's hair, make one bald. So this explains why they didn't have beards. They had this soap. They had this plant that actually can get rid of hair from any part of the body they didn't want hair. This explains why the Indians were very smooth skin. The small, the slender ones are cleansers. A soap, they wash, they cleanse, they remove the filth. So they was all about cleanliness, man. Their documents also make frequent mention of deodorants, breath fresheners, dentifrices. Spaniards of the time cleanse their teeth with urine. Gross. Now I'm going to show you something in your Bible. I gotta show you something in your Bible. Man, this is deep. How our God, He searches the rains. He searches the rains. And there's scriptures in our Bible that tells us that our God searches the hearts and He searches the rains. Now, in the Quran, it literally says, pray. Prayer has been given to us, has been prescribed to us, and we are supposed to pray. Now, there's a Hadith, and it reads, and it says, avoid urine, because most of the punishment of the grave is because of it. And you have these Spaniards literally cleaning their teeth with urine. Now, I want to go into how... The Bible talks about how God is a God that searches the rains. And the definition of rains are the kidneys. Some scriptures imply the inward parts. So going back to urine because God searches the rains. He searches the kidneys. Now isn't that amazing 
how we can tie a connection from our Bible to the Quran, how God tells us he searches the reins. He doesn't tell us the details about it except in the Hadith where he tells us to avoid urine. Wow, that is very deep. In Jeremiah 11.20, But, O Lord of hosts, thou judgest righteously, that triest the reins, that's one part, and the heart. So God tries our kidneys, according to the scripture. Proverbs 23.16, Yea, my reins shall rejoice when thy lips speak right. Thing. Psalms 139.13 For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Psalm 16.7 I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. That's talking about his kidney. So this ancient religion. Okay, that was lost. That was restored back to us from the prophet Muhammad. Peace and blessings be upon him. God is interested not only in just us being clean, but God is also interested in how we dispose our urine. And I love how the Hadith tells us to avoid it. And this explains why the Muslim man, we are very particular on how we use the restroom now going back i want to get back to my article spaniards of the time cleaned their teeth with urine as well as bathing in lakes and rivers the aztecs cleaned themselves often daily in low sauna like hot houses an external fire heated one of the walls to red hot and the bather threw water on the baking wall, creating steam. As in a traditional Russian steam bath, the bathers could speed up its perspiration by thrashing themselves with twigs and grasses. Almost every building had such a bathhouse or tamazikali used for medical treatments and ritual purifications as well as ordinary grooming. See picture six. As Jacques Sustels has written, a love of cleanliness seems to have been general throughout the population. The Florentine Codex hints at the importance placed on personal hygiene and documenting the instructions given by an Aztec father to his daughter. Now, this is what an Aztec father would tell his daughter. In the morning, wash your face, wash your hands, clean your mouth. Listen to me, child. Never make up your face nor paint it. Never put red on your mouth to look beautiful. Makeup and paint are things that light women use. Shameless creatures. If you want your husband to love you, dress well, wash yourself, and wash your clothes. So all of these traits trace back to the real Israel and it traced back to the ancient religion of Islam. Into this hygienically enlightened place thundered the Spaniards. The 16th century was one of the dirtiest periods in European history. And on top of that, the Spaniards had their own unique distrust of cleanliness. 
Europe in general had gone from a culture where people enjoyed a regular trip to the town of neighborhood bathhouses to a culture that shunned water as dangerous. Wow. Scared of water. We have this expression growing up when there's a person that don't like taking showers or taking a bath. We'd be like, man, that brother right there, man, he's scared of water. Or that sister, she's scared of water. Throwing water on a Spaniard or on a European at the time was like throwing holy water on a vampire. It was considered dangerous to the Spaniard. Moving on. The catalyst was the Black Death of 1347, a plague that would ultimately kill at least one out of every three Europeans. When Philip VI of France asked the medical faculty of the University of Paris to pronounce on this terrifying occurrence in 1348, they wrote that hot baths which created openings in the skin, that's a heresy, allowed disease to enter the body. Bathhouses all over Europe were closed and for four or five hundred years people avoided water as much as possible. For those who wanted to think of themselves as clean, a fresh linen shirt for a man and a fresh chemise for a woman was considered safer and even more effective than water. Louis XIV of France only bathed twice in a long athletic life, but he was regarded as unusually clean because he changed his linen shirt twice a day. Now, when you have these people that take showers, put on the same clothes, take a bath, put on the same dirty clothes, all that stuff, all that stuff comes from the Spaniards. When you don't want to take a shower, when you don't want to clean yourself, and you want to say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. All that stuff comes from the Spaniards. All that stuff comes from the people who introduced Christianity to us. Christianity is a very dirty religion. In its origins. Now I'm going to keep going on. I'm going to keep going on. And it's getting more interesting. By the page. Alright. Now. In the 16th century. Spaniards inherited. That pan-European. Fear of water. I was just talking about that. Brother you scared of water. Sister you are scared of water. But they had an additional peculiarly Spanish aversion to cleanliness. So you despise those that were clean. Like every other part of the Roman Empire. Now the Romans came from the Edomites. Okay. They had had their own well patronized bathhouses. But when the Visconts conquered Spain in the 5th century... They scorned hot baths as effeminate and weakening. And they demolished the bathhouses. And by the time the Moors invaded the country in 711, the Spanish had lost the old bath-loving ink. 
at that point, they saw the Moors well washed ways as a part of their heretical convictions. So they was like, man, that is heresy. They too clean. They are heretics. And their own dirtiness as a Christian virtue, like I was just saying. Dirtiness was considered holiness to the Christian. Some early Christians had regarded cleanliness as a dangerous luxury, along with good food, wine, now I agree with you right there, and sexual enjoyments, no, I disagree with you right there, and tried to abstain from it. Spain continued in this austere tradition longer than most. Now we getting to the point right here. It reads, Arab Spain sparkled with water. Now this is talking about the part of Spain where the Arabs had conquered. It sparkled with water. They had water everywhere. They believed in ritual washings. Okay, Islam, to this day, we believe in ritual washings. We call it wudu. Whether in fountains, pools, or hundreds of bath houses. Christians in the north of Spain, not under Arab rule or dominion, continue to revel in their squalor, washing neither their bodies nor their clothes, which they only removed when they fell into pieces. Now that's going into the Khazars. They had this same testimony, okay? They would eat their lice, okay, and say it was delicious. They would wear their clothes until it fell apart, okay? Eating juniper roots, eating flesh raw. All this stuff is coming from Edom, which is the true race of the Spaniards and of the European, okay? The so-called Jews are of Edom. And that religion is Christianity. And when we think about it, Christianity is the worship of Esau. Peace be upon him. Just like Esau. And God's hatred for Esau is in those who worship Jesus as God. Christianity is a dirty religion. And it's documented. You can't get away. I'm going to keep going. I want to repeat that. Christians in the north of Spain, not under Arab rule, continue to revel in their squalor, washing neither their bodies nor their clothes, which they only removed when they fall into pieces. Shame. According to a contemporary observer, the more their Arab conquerors washed, the more suspicious, decadent, and unchristian the practice seemed to the Spaniards. And their dislike endured long after the Arabs had left. So even the Arabs were clean. But the Christians, they gloried in their dirt. Richard Ford, a 19th century English traveler, who knew Spain well, spoke for many 
when he connected a centuries-old Spanish distaste for washing with the Moorish occupation. He wrote, The mendicant Spanish monks, according to their practice of setting up a directly antagonistic principle to the Arabs, considered physical dirt as the test of moral purity and true faith. And by dining and sleeping from years in to years in in the same unchanged woolen frock arrived at the height of their ambition. According to their view of the odor of sanctity, the odor de santidad, this was a euphemism for foul smell, but it came to represent Christian godliness. And many of the saints are pictured sitting in their own excrement, their own feces on this article. See, pick 12. Cardinal Jimenez de Cineros, himself a Franciscan, wrote Ford, persuaded King Fernand and Queen Isabella to close and abolish the Moorish baths after their conquest of Granada. They forbade not only the Christians but the Moors from using anything but water. Holy water. Fire, not water. So no water, just holy water. Became the grand element of inquisitorial purification. Sure enough, one of the first things the Spaniards did during the request Sure enough, one of the first things the Spaniards did during the reconquest was to destroy the Moorish baths, just as the Viscoffs had destroyed the Romans. Even after that, suspicions remained. Moors who converted to Christianity were forbidden to bathe. During the Inquisition, now this is history, y'all, one of the worst things that could be said about Jews as well as Moors was that they were known to bathe. This is also said about Islam, the Muslims. They were known to bathe, but not the Christians. As Richard Ford noted, these attitudes were still current in the 19th century. He tells the story of the Spanish Duke of Frias, who visited an English lady for a fortnight and never once troubled his basins and jugs on his washstand in his bedroom. He simply rubbed his face occasionally with the white of an egg. This, Ford assures us, was the only ablution used by Spanish ladies in the time of Philip VI, and apparently it was good enough for the Duke. Imagine then, the redolence of the conquistadores after weeks of closed confinement in a ship on arrival in a hot country, man. They banging. They are banging. Smelling horrible. To make the contrast between the Spaniards and Aztecs even more stark, the Aztecs being originally Asian had many 
fewer merocrine glands than the Westerners. So she believed that the Aztecs were originally Asian. This is her take on it. And those are the glands that produce sweat. Asians will tell you that even a very clean Westerner smells strong to an Asian nose. So the fragrance of the unwashed conquistadors must have been impressive, if not downright disgusting to the Aztecs. Small wonder that they responded by fumigating the Spaniards with incense as they approached. The Spaniards took it as an honor, but for the Aztecs, it was a practical necessity. So they was just throwing incense, throwing incense on them. And they didn't even have enough sense to know that they was really disgracing them for their smell. So now I'm practically about finished with this article. But I want to give you some scriptures in the Bible, in your very own Bible, on cleanliness. All right. And what I want to do is I want to go to the Psalms. The Psalms is loaded. The Psalms are so loaded. David was a man who practiced the religion of Islam, I believe. When I look at his life and I look at the ways he conducted himself, he conducted himself as a Muslim. You might not see it, I see it. And I say the same thing about Jesus. He didn't practice the religion of Judaism. He didn't practice the religion of Christianity. He practiced the religion of Islam. So I have Psalms 18:20. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands have he recompensed me. Therefore have the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. Now that is Psalms 18 and 20 and Psalms 18 and 24. Notice it says according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. Now I have Psalms 19.9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Now I have Psalms 24, verse 3. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands. Now in Islam, we are prescribed to prayer. And we are required to do wudu. What is that ritual washing? Now, the prophet, peace be upon him, he proved how one voodoo could cover five prayers. And he actually did it. Okay? But according to the Quran, we must be clean. We must be clean. And we're supposed to avoid urine. Now, according to the Old Testament, the children of Israel had to be clean as well. 
They couldn't come inside the temple any kind of way. If they had diseases, things, all those things, they had to be put out from the temple. So we see, according to the Bible, God is a very clean God. And the point I wanted to prove in this message was that the Moors all had backgrounds of being clean. The Aztecs, they all had backgrounds of being clean. The Arabs, okay, the Muslims, all had backgrounds of ritual washings and being clean. Christianity came on the scene with its filth, all right? I hope you got something out of that. Now think about Moses. He went 40 days and 40 nights without eating. So therefore, there was no excrement. There was no urinating. Same thing with Jesus. Okay, he went 40 days without food. 40 days. Come on, they was limiting those things. They was trying their best to not only be clean morally, but they were being clean physically. Okay, our God is a clean God and we should respect his presence. Okay, he is the same God that appeared to the children of Israel and told them to be sanctified and be ready against the third day and to wash their clothes. Some of y'all, y'all need to wash up, man. And you need to practice godliness, okay? Because cleanliness is godliness. Assalamu alaikum to my brothers and sisters in the truth.